You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. What I appreciate so much about the conversation I had with Abby is the realness and like the conversation around, yes, we're building a business. Yes, we want to be profitable, but more than anything, we want you, our listener, our audience, the people that we're working with, the people that we are just, you know, teaching and influencing through our work to be empowered, encouraged, motivated, and feel like you are, you're seen, you're understood. Like we, we've got you and we want you to succeed too. So Abby was, um, very open and honest about a lot of things. You know, me too. We pulled out some things at the end of the conversation about our own insecurities and flaws that, you know, we kind of want to hide sometimes and keep to ourselves. But the reality is that we all have them, you, me, all of us. And when we embrace them and just let ourselves show up anyways, there's some kind of like permission or comfort that we provide other people in doing the same. So while we are definitely talking about content and learning to know what your audience wants to hear about from you, we are also sharing this message of just being real and, you know, being a business owner that's making a difference. So as you listen in, take those little nuggets to the heart and know that we mean what we say when we want you to succeed just as much as we want ourselves to succeed, if not, maybe even a little more because we all win when one another is winning. So Abby Herman is a content strategist and consultant for service-based business owners who want to gain visibility for their business with personalized content strategies and implementation. She specializes in content and marketing strategy and podcast management so her clients can keep on doing what they love in their businesses, making the marketing piece feel easy. Abby is the voice behind the Content Experiment podcast where she features guests and solo episodes to talk about the business growth and mindset, content strategy, and visibility. Abby is amazing. We are very aligned and similar in what we do for business, but also just what we, why we do it. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, Abby. Hi, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited too. We um, have had a a double whammy two days in a row getting to talk and hang out. So I was on Abby's podcast. And when this is airing, it will be in the same week. So you just get like Abby and Abby and Lisa show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so fun. Well, I'm excited to dive in because, you know, for you and I, the conversation we had yesterday, I think today's really going to complement it and just take it even further and deeper. And now I get to really hear your perspective on things or just the way that you teach it um, because we're so aligned and similar, which is going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, real quick though, I want to, I always like to know the story behind where you are today, because 
you know, the, yes, I have an awesome business and I'm running it so well. We want to also know, like, how did you even get here? What made you take this leap or get started? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the short version. So the short version is that I was a single parent um, with a young child and I was an elementary school teacher and elementary school, well, teachers in general just do not get paid what they should get paid. I was really struggling with making ends meet. Teaching was actually my second career. I have uh, my degrees in uh, public relations and I did that for several years before I went back to school to be a teacher. And I was just really struggling financially and decided to do some freelance writing and kind of learn about websites and, you know, making updates to websites and things like that uh, while I was still teaching full time. So I did that from 2007 until 2013. And in 2013, I decided to leave teaching. Um, I was very unhappy and really struggling personally. Um, and just like needed to needed to have like some of my own personal space and be able to have some control over my life. (laughs) And so I left teaching in 2013 to run my business full-time. And so I've been doing it full-time since it has definitely morphed and changed as you know, we do as humans and as businesses, you know, do, um, it's morphed and changed along the way. Um, but I'm here today. It'll be 10 years in May of 2023 that I've been doing this full-time and I, I would not go back and do it differently. Of course, there's things I would change, you know, things that I wish I had learned earlier. (laughs) You know, that's interesting. A lot of people will say that. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before too, is like, we always think, you know, if we would have known this, we would have done this differently, blah, blah, blah. But I actually Mm -hmm. feel like we do things based on what was supposed to happen at that moment. And going back to change it could also change a lot of other things. So I don't know. I always like to just kind of be, have a piece around. I like that I learned this thing now versus then because I needed it now. And it's, I don't know. I think it just kind of helps me think through it a little bit differently. Yeah. And you know, the things that I learned and the journey that I went on in business, especially early on really drives the way I run my business today. One of the things I talk about a lot is, you know, being a single mom, I was very in debt and I had a ton of student loan debt and I was coming from a teaching background and I had no savings. I mean, it was just kind of like, I just decided one day I was going to quit. Didn't really have a plan. Didn't like know where my clients were going to come from. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I really had a hard time finding support. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I still had no idea like how to run an online business because I was the first in my family to do that. And everything out there was so, I felt like it was just so expensive and so inaccessible to me. And so now in my business, I mean, I have a podcast and which is, you know, obvious, as you know, a free resource, I have other free resources where I teach people how to do things. And that's just so important to me to be able to support other business owners who are newer in business so that they can grow too. Um, that's, that's a big a big part of what I do and why I do what I do. That's why we like each other, Abby. We're <laughs> <laughs> not here just for profits. It's about that impact. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Well, okay. So we, 
we both talk about visibility and, you know, getting in front of the right audience and learning to talk to them and just, you know, not only grow the audience, but really connect with them and help them to their next step, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm excited to talk about and get your thoughts on is how do we actually know what to talk about? So we always talk like, okay, and I teach the visibility stack, the content pillars, like there's so many phrases for it, but it's like, you know, here's my topics that I'm going to share about. And we're thinking of it and giving it. And then they say, well, listen to your audience. And that's always like a tricky thing for a lot of people. So how do you go about that? Yeah. So I think that there's two, there's definitely two pieces to it. There's what are, what's your expertise? What do you, you know, what do you want to offer to your audience? I think that's a huge part of it. And I think a lot of people, that's where they operate from. It's just this, these are the things that I want to share with my audience. And that's, that's fine. However, what does your audience actually need and what do they want to hear? Taking your audience's um, opinions and thoughts and needs into account is super important. And I think that, you know, yes, you absolutely need to talk to your audience. So the way I talk about it is, um, so a lot of people will post something on social media, um, you know, what do you want? In fact, I just saw it this morning. I saw somebody who I follow um, post about it this morning and 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 it like, we don't know who's following us on social media. Yes, we can scroll through our followers. We can look there. We engage with our followers. But, you know, in general, we don't know all of the people. You know, if you have 1,500 people who are following you on Instagram, you don't know who those 15 people are. If you have 2,000 people on your email list, you don't know who those 2,000 people are. If you have 50 people on your email list, you don't know who those, you, you probably don't know who all of them are. And I always joke that the the thing that I always say is my both of my parents are on my email list. My parents are retired. They're in their 70s. They know nothing about online business. If I sent an email asking my audience, what do you want to hear from me? I'm not going to get the response that I need, that I want to actually get a good gauge on my audience members. I don't care what my parents want to hear about on my on my podcast. I just you know, like I value their thoughts and, you know, their opinions. And my dad was a business owner for many, many years, but he's actually told me, I don't really understand what you do, Abby. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, so that's, so what I say is choose people, really specific people who you want to survey and talk to them, really specific people. So um, who are the people who you are already connected with? So these are not random strangers. Who are the people who you're already connected with, who have already bought from you, who you know would be a really great, like a, a target audience member who you'd love to work with? And the the point is, we're going to survey them not with the idea of I'm going to talk up my products and services and sell to them, but I I genuinely want to know what are their challenges, you know, what do their you know what are they looking for? What do they need to get out of me? And and also what do they need to know or be able to do in order to make a good purchasing decision from me? So um, but it's approached from a, a point of view of I need to know what you need to hear from me. Um, yeah. and so you ask them, like, 
what are your pain points around like a specific, if you're a business coach, what are your pain points around growing your business or figuring out your finances or figuring out your offers? And, you know, what do you need help with? What have you tried asking them what they've tried before? So, you know, where they're coming from and what they're searching for when they're looking online for support and help. I love that. I love that it's the question, but giving them also kind of some parameters. So they're not saying, well, how do you get rid of pink eye or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, something random, but, but yes, I like the parameters to give them. And I love that question of what have you tried? What have you tried and what didn't work? Um, Because that's very helpful in creating content that can support them and so many others. I feel like there's always this, you know, there's this talk around like create content speaking to what the ideal client wants, but we know that on the other side, they actually need this. Yes. So where does that sound? How does that fit into what you teach? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's the, it's the same idea. So I teach, um, to create, I call it the zone, zones of genius. So it's basically the areas where you're an expert. So for you, it would probably, that would fit into the visibility stack where you're creating, um, I think it's your first tier of the first tier of content that you talk about. So what are the big ideas that you want to share with your audience on, you know, how to create something. So I do content marketing and podcast management. So if I was thinking about podcast management, what are potential podcasters looking for? What do they need? So they need information about how to create their content strategy. So that would be a zone of genius for me. Um, They need to know how to create their podcast content, like what all goes into a podcast. And so that would be one. And there's obviously, there's, there's always mindset um, issues (laughs) for anybody who's got any kind of visibility. So visibility or mindset might be another, you know, one of my zones of genius. Mm -hmm. So you create your zones of genius. And then you as the business owner, create your list of topics that you know, your audience needs around that. And then and at the same time, you're serving your audience so the two can merge. So what you know, where are the connections Where are common connections between what the audience members need and what they actually want. And so you can kind of combine topics that way. You can give them some of what you know that they need because they're already tuning in for what they want. And so you're going to slip in and slide in some of those topics that you know that they actually need to. So once you get them engaged in what they want, you can slide in some of what, you know, what they actually need to. Totally, totally. So where do you think that most people are, are forgetting to check in with their audience or what are they forgetting to do or give, or just kind of like, what are they missing out on by not asking their audience, by not paying attention to this side of it? So there are so many places that we can show up online and you've talked to, we talked about this on my podcast when I interviewed you yesterday, there are so many places to show up and there are so many distractions for us as the business owner, um, you know, and so many new platforms coming up. Where are you, where's your audience actually hanging out? Where do they want to be? 
And if we're not asking them where they want to be or where they're showing up, where they're where they're scrolling through content, then we're definitely missing the boat there because you know, I, I had a client years ago who was set on starting a YouTube channel. She wanted to start a YouTube channel so bad. And I knew based on who her audience was, which was busy moms, um, they're probably not on YouTube. They're not, they're not looking at YouTube because they don't have time. They don't have time to have the app open to be watching videos. You know, maybe they can watch it while they're making dinner, but they're not getting much out of it. And I asked her, have you surveyed your audience? Have you talked to your audience and found out, are they actually on YouTube? Oh no, but I know that they are. She said she knew. And <laughs> sure enough, a couple of weeks later, she came back to me and she said, oh yeah, you were right. <laughs> they're not actually on YouTube. So, but maybe they're on Instagram stories, or maybe they're watching reels or TikToks or whatever, but there are, we have so many distractions out there. We need to find out exactly where our people are and we need to show up there and then let go of the other platforms until we have a really good strategy and a really good um, cadence in the platforms that our audience is actually showing up on. I think that is probably the hugest thing. Yeah, I agree. I always suggest that to start with one platform, like one, that's all you need. Master it, grow it, give it all your attention and love. And then the other platforms become easier to grow. They become easier because you already have a ton of content. You already have the system in place. And it's just a matter of inviting them over to that other platform. Although if they're not YouTube people, they're probably not going to follow you over there. And you are going to have to get grow a new type of audience, which is still okay. But having to grow two different places of different kinds of people is going to be really overwhelming. And it's going to cause that burnout and that frustration that it's not working. And you're going to start from scratch. The other thing about it, though, is that sometimes it it doesn't work, right? So then not the platform doesn't necessarily have to shift, but maybe the strategy does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have any other ideas of like how to tweak the strategy without changing everything so you can find that sweet spot of what what's going to be your best plan? Yeah. I mean, repurposing, finding ways to take your content and repurpose it. So this is something that I'm working on this year too, because I let go of some things last year and I'm working to kind of bring them back into my business. But the more you can repurpose your content, you know, I actually just yesterday for your episode, actually, I um, outlined a LinkedIn Live that I'm going to do, and I'm going to create a reel out of it too. So um, I I probably will end up recording two different videos, but it's basically the same content just on a different platform. And it shouldn't take me more than like 30 minutes extra to do, hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> depending on how many times I mess up on the reel. But um, but yeah, find ways to repurpose your content and let it serve. And, and the reason, let me just say, the reason why I'm doing it on two different platforms is because I've been in business for a really long time. I have, you know, a following on both of those places. So I've started to expand where I'm where I'm posting stuff. You know, sometimes I take, I, I post on Facebook also, but I usually just copy and paste copy um, so that it's not extra work. It's just showing up in the place where I know people are is I know people right. are on Facebook. So, um, and maybe it'll happen to land, but I'm not spending time 
doing extra work there. It's literally a copy and paste and popping in the image. So yeah, yeah, I love that. So you have a challenge, Abby, that talks about this exact thing, right? Learning to Mm -hmm. ask your audience um, what they want. Talk to us a little bit about what we can get out of this. Yeah, it's it's literally called Ask Your Audience and it's all of and I actually got the concept from Marcus Sheridan who is the author of the book They Ask You Answer and it's all about answering the questions that your potential clients and customers have. Um and so I literally grabbed took the idea from from there and kind of built out a challenge from it. So it's about figuring out who you're going to talk to, who you're going to survey, what you're going to ask them. Um, which I mentioned some of those questions uh, earlier, like, you know, what are your pain points? And you should always ask, where are you following me online? So find out are you know, so two different, two different ways you can ask the question about um, where they're showing up online. Where do you follow me already? And if if they follow me at all, um, and what's your favorite way to consume content? So where are you? Do you want to do you want video? Do you want podcasts? Do you want downloadable PDFs? Like what is the way that you like to consume information? Um, and you know, it's about what not to ask or who, I'm sorry, who not to ask. So I mentioned this already. We're not asking, you know, our entire email list. We're not, we can post on, you can post the little question boxes on Instagram stories. Um, But, and, and a lot of people do that. That's great for engagement on Instagram, but I wouldn't like, I would take that information with a grain of salt and figure out, you know, are these people actually my audience members, (laughs) my ideal audience members? Yeah, but I could see Um, going into the people that answer it and just doing some stalker moves to yes. see if they are and then taking those, you know, those few conversations a little further. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and yeah, it is really good because it's easy for people to answer there, especially if you're doing like the, the um, two option, yes or no kind of questions. And also, you know, when you're asking, when you're serving your audience, you are asking both multiple choice, multiple select and um, fill in the blank questions. So when you do that, you can, especially when you're asking about pain points, you can actually get the language that they're using to help you in your content and to help you build out your programs and sales pages and things like that. So having their actual words is so valuable. Um, And inside the challenge, I have templates that are already put together for both Airtable and Google Forms that you can literally copy and, you know, create, make your own. So it's got like little brackets between words that you should, um, that you should replace to make it your own. So. Fantastic. Do you find, so I've heard, I've done surveys in the past like this too, and the market research calls. And I tried different ways, but one of the things that people say is always keep it on the shorter side, right? Like short and sweet. You don't want them spending an hour filling out these questions for you. Yes. (laughs) Um, Is there any like incentive that you think that we should give for their time and their responses? Yeah, for sure. So yes, definitely respect people's time. I say no more than 10 questions and 60% of those should be multiple select or multiple choice. Um, And only 40% should be fill in the blank just because we want them to have to think as little as possible. Um, And then, yeah, having some sort of incentive is always nice. So 
it depends on what your business is and you know what your offer is. I say I this is probably a controversial answer, but I usually <laughs> offer an Amazon gift card because it's easy, it's super universal. Um, right. but if you're a local business, you could offer um, you know, a gift card to a local coffee shop, or, you know, even if you're not a local business, you can still offer, you know, tell me where you're located and you can offer a $10 gift card or $20 gift card to a restaurant or something that's locally owned or a shop that's locally owned, that's aligned with your, with your business. Some incentives that would not be helpful would be a discount on your services because they have to spend money in order to actually get the incentive. And that's not okay. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. But you could give away something of yours for free too. Okay, so for everybody who fills this out, I'm going to give you, maybe it's like a, a low ticket offer that you, you know, $29 offer or something. You can send that to everybody who fills it out. Um, okay. Something to, you know, thank them for their time and to give them a reason to fill it out. And I also say to give them a deadline too, because you want to get on with your own content planning work. So give them a deadline of maybe a week. And if you haven't heard back from them in like maybe four days, send them a reminder and then let it go. Like if they're not going to fill it out, they're not going to fill it out okay. and that's okay. Yeah. And you're, you're going to have that. Yes. Um, I love this challenge. Um, I think it's important to not, it's not like a one and done thing either, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is something that you should be doing how often? I would say I would say either every six months okay. or any time you are looking at a potential shift in your business. So if you're going to offer a new service or program, yeah. you know, it's probably valuable for you to survey your audience maybe four to five months prior to launching whatever the new thing is, because you want time to be able to adjust your language on your website and in your content. And to be able to market the yeah. new product or service, the new offering. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say a couple times a year, probably. Yeah. Because, you know, like you were saying in the beginning too, as we grow, so does our business. So does mm-hmm. our audience. And we really have to keep listening into where are we missing the gap? Uh, yeah. Not that we have to fill all the gaps, but if it's within that zone of genius, then yes. definitely like support the people that are hanging out with you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So where do you hang out, Abby? Where do you follow me? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I follow you on Instagram. And I also, so one of the things that I did way too much of last year that I'm really trying not to do this year is I spent way too much time on my personal social media accounts and hardly any time at all on my business social media accounts. So I'm working really hard to be on my business uh, Instagram a lot more. And I even like I've I have intentionally gone in and unfollowed people on my business account because I was following people like, you know, I, I like to work out a lot. And oh. so I was following like exercise influencers and people who make yummy foods and stuff like that on my business account. And I can't do that. I need to focus on my business when it's business time. Um, so there, and then also um, LinkedIn is a priority for me this year, okay. um, because I know that a lot of my people are hanging out on LinkedIn and wow. I've joined some networking and mastermind groups that are centered around LinkedIn. So very yeah, cool. Those so all of those places. links to connect with Abby are in the show notes, as well as the Ask the Audience Challenge. 
Um, huge, huge value. I think, you know, I want to hear from you, like, what is the one action step we should go and implement immediately? But before I do, I just want to share, like, one of the biggest lessons that I got out of listening to you from the very beginning of your, your story, but also, like, throughout our content and our business growth, uh, what, you know, all the things that we we're talking about, is that feeling of getting stuck. You know that it's, something's not working, you're unhappy, don't stay in that place. Mm -hmm. get out of it, be, you know, be brave. And the shifts that you make and the changes that you make will, you know, even if they're not perfect, they're going to shake things up enough to get you moving again. So thank you, you know, sharing your story, but also it, 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 it's about our content too, and and our business when we're changing direction on things, which I, you know, both of you, you and I have been talking about lately too. So anyways, had to share that lesson. Um, yeah. What do we need to go implement right away? Well, survey your audience for sure. (laughs) Go survey your audience, go start talking to your audience to find out, especially like if you're feeling stuck on creating your content plan and you're not sure, you know, what to talk about, or you're staring at a blank page or a blank Google doc or whatever, go survey your audience because they will tell you exactly what you should be creating content around. So that's one thing. Something else that that we didn't talk about that I I have to mention because I just I'm doing you're doing it right now, I'm doing it right now and I think it's so important to do this is connect with other people and get in front of their audiences too. So um you know creating content is great. It's a fantastic way to nurture the people who have already found you. But if you're just sitting inside your own content, like if I'm just sitting inside my own podcast and not showing up on other people's podcasts or, you know, in mastermind groups or whatever, then I'm really doing a disservice to myself and to the people who I'm trying to reach. You want people to find you and to find your content so they can learn so that they can grow Yes, so that they can buy from you too. And you have to put yourself out there. And I know it's so hard to do. It's I'm I'm on video here. I'm looking at my gray hair that I can see on the on the Zoom. And it's hard for me because I don't feel as old as I am. Um and I hate the gray hair, but um I need to remember to pick up hair color the next time I'm at the store. But seriously, I like show up, show up in front of, you know, people be of service, you know, support other people. That is truly the key. And and then they'll come to you and they'll find your content, all of the wonderful content that you're creating. Um, But you have to put yourself out there in order for that to happen. So, and that's something that I did not do last year. I, I really, um, I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life last year. And I really um, slacked off on showing up for other people. So I said at the beginning, before we hit record, that this is the first podcast interview I've done in a long time. So, and it's the first of many for 2023, for sure. I'm honored to kick it off. (laughs) (laughs) It was fabulous. And totally agree with that last part. Um, I always say, if you don't show up, they won't show up. Yes. And I try really hard to like embrace my own awkwardness and insecurities and just show up anyway. So one of the other things that I said before we hit record was like, I'm not wearing any makeup today. So my video is not being used, but you know, (laughs) I think I might go ahead and use it just for that authentic, true me. 
and that permission, like if you're out here and you know, the podcast I know is mostly audio, but if you happen to fall on the video or the reels that we create from this, you know, I know that you won't pay attention to the gray hair and lack of makeup here because (laughs) that's our own visual, like on ourselves. Um, and let's not let it stop us, especially as we're growing and we have big goals to reach this year. Let's not let that stop us. Yeah. Nobody sees our insecurities and our quote unquote flaws like we do. So we, yeah, it's, it's sad that we let that stuff hold us back. And I'm totally guilty of, of letting that hold me back. Me too. So I'm putting this on blast right here live (laughs) and let, let's keep each other accountable too. And anyone listening, like, let's just be real. Yeah. Do what we're meant to do this year. Yes. Abby, thank you so much. I have loved getting to know you and just podcast swapping. And I look forward to all that you get to create this year and all the people that you get to inspire and work with. Yeah. And same. Definitely. We'll see you next time. Thank you.